Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Let's see here. Today is 13 August 2017. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And uh, just tell you, when I came to church this morning, I pulled up, and you all know it was cloudy, and there were lots of storms blowing around, and we had a beautiful rainbow right over the church. So I got a a few photos of it, and maybe I'll put one as the screensaver behind me if I can make it fit. If not, uh, we'll find something else to put behind me on the uh, update. But Ray is wearing a blue shirt, the same color as the wall, so when he comes to take communion today, all you're going to see is a head and two hands and uh, and no Ray, but uh, fun stuff there. Anyway, um, let's see here. We have somebody to highlight this week uh, right here in Winter Springs, Florida, not too far away. His name is Jim Powell, and uh, he says, my wife Dee and I have established Thailand Mission Project after ministering there several times in the past three years. They helped move a house church into a great building program, establishing a new orphanage in another country. We have three full-time missionaries there working, and we have partnered with another ministry in Merritt Island where we lived for under two years as they became interested in our mission trips and was supporting partnering with us. We're both 76 years old, and they're out there doing all this work, but walking in godly good health and going strong. They have been involved in a home church on Thursday nights, not to prevent folks from being a part of their regular churches. Uh, This was making a teaching ministry till God gave us a heart for Thailand. We're a part of a strong Bible-centered church in Longwood, and he said, be blessed. And he also added at the end, we also love chihuahuas, have two sweet little girls. And so uh, I uh, have eight of them at the house, and um, I had a guy working from Frontier Communications yesterday swapping me over from Comcast. And I said, you be careful, don't walk in through that door because there's eight of them and they start at the ankles and they keep eating until there's nothing left. (laughs) So anyway, I'd say we want to send our love right over to Winter Springs, Florida for these uh, folks. And I will tell you that if you want to visit their website, it's uh, www.thailandmissionproject.org. And I'll try to put that on the screen behind me if I remember. But uh, wonderful to have them attending the Superior Word. And our first category, as always, is Israel. And from News AU, which is Australia, Bondi Synagogue. Bondi is the name of a town like Sarasota. Bondi Synagogue ban over terrorism risk leaves Jewish community shocked and furious. Now think of this. They can't build a synagogue because they're afraid that it'll attract terrorism. Talk about taking something from the wrong angle. A local council has banned the construction of a synagogue in Bondi because it could be a terrorist target. Everything, when you were dealing with the, the, the Islamic faith, everything is a terrorist target. But this is their mindset over there. We are losing Australia quicker than we're losing Canada. I mean, it's just going very quickly over there. Uh, they said it's a move that religious leaders say has caved into Islamic extremism, which it has, and created a dangerous precedent. The decision was upheld in court as the nation reeled from the alleged airline terror threat and debate raged over increased security measures at airports and other public places. Jewish leaders are shocked at the decision. It appears to suggest that they cannot freely practice their religion because they're the target of hate by Islamists. Makes no sense. And that the council has used their own risk assessment of the threat posed by IS or ISIS against it. 
The local Jewish community said the council and the court have effectively stifled freedom of religion and rewarded terrorism. Exactly what's going on there. From the Times of Israel, in first, court revokes citizenship of Arab-Israeli car-ramming attacker. Good job, Israel. Allah Zayod was convicted of four counts of attempted murder after he rammed an Israeli soldier, seriously injuring her, and then stepped out of the car to stab three others, causing them light to moderate wounds. He was sentenced to 25 years in prison. The court ruled that after Zayud's citizenship is revoked, he will be given a temporary status, as exists in citizenship laws, and that it will be extended from time to time at the discretion of the interior minister after he has completed his service. Well, I could think of a lot more that I'd do with this guy, but anyway, we'll let that go. From the uh, tower, Hebrew University scientists develops tech that could reduce need for animal testing. Now, a lot of people don't like when I uh, talk about animals. I do it in sermons. I do it uh, sometimes in updates. And, you know, this is a fallen world. The Lord has given all animals into our hand for eating. I don't make any, uh, uh, you know, beef about that, beef about that at all. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't like to hear that, but that's the world we live in. And I've made some enemies about making comments about animals, but I believe in caring for animals at all times. I've got, you know, eight chihuahuas, and I've got, uh, I've had dozens of animals over the years. We had a farm at our house when my children were young. We had pigs and pheasants and and all kinds of uh, tropical birds. I love animals. But we are to use animals as a part of God's creation for man. And if you want to see the ill treatment of animals, just go out into the uh, wild and watch them eat each other. We take care of our animals far better than they do. But now that we have something that may actually take care of some of the problem with our treatment of animals, after spending an average of $2.5 billion to develop a single new drug, sometimes pharma companies have to pull it from the market due to a bad outcome not detected in clinical studies. That happened in 2000 when a promising type 2 diabetes drug called troglitazone led to unexplained liver damage in one of every 60,000 users. The mystery wasn't solved until 2016 when a novel liver-on-a-chip platform developed by Hebrew University of Jerusalem professor Yaakov Namias revealed that no animal or human tests could. What? No animal or human tests could. Even low concentrations of this drug caused liver stress before damage could be seen. Shortly before that study, Namias' liver-on-a-chip had revealed a new mechanism for Tylenol poisoning. As about 16% of all FDA-approved drugs eventually show unexpected toxicity, Namias recognized the potential of his smart human-on-a-chip platform. He licensed the technology from the university and spun off Tissue Dynamics. It's a company to provide toxicology analysis of drugs and cosmetics. L'Oreal was first customer to back them in 2016. Major brands such as Unilever are expected to follow suit as they seek alternative models to evaluate new products now that European laws prohibit cosmetic makers from animal testing. Tissue Dynamics liver on a chip as well as heart and brain chips coming soon could greatly reduce the number of animal tests, the amount of time for drug evaluation, and the astronomical cost of drug development. Good job, Israel. From the Times of Israel, two Muslim-majority Africa states to send first-ever envoys to Israel. 
Once again, Israel's moving into the modern world even with once enemies. These are Muslim-majority African states. Senegal and Guinea are sending their first-ever ambassadors to Israel as Israel continues to expand its outreach to Africa. From Arts Shiva, just the title, Terror Attacks by Arab Children on the Rise. From Behold Israel, just the title, Record Number of Tourists Visit Israel in the First Half of 2017. And from the Tower, North Carolina becomes the 22nd state to ban discriminatory boycotts of Israel BDS. Good job, North Carolina. So we've got almost half of the states in the United States now working against the BDS initiative. And from Christian News today, from Truth Revolt, Muslim gangs in Germany, we have our friend Dieter here today, targeting Christians. The Muslim gangs that once targeted Germany's tiny Jewish population are now taking aim at the country's majority Christian population as well. And they're doing a good, effective job at it. They're scaring these people quite a bit, according to the article, but that's all I'm going to give you there. From The Guardian, first same-sex marriage at Anglican Church in the United Kingdom to be held this summer. They just got done with that vote. They approved it, as we knew was coming, and now they've already got it planned for their first same-sex wedding in um, uh, the Anglican Church. St. Mary's Cathedral, oh boy, we're first, has become the first in the country to be given permission to conduct gay weddings. A month after Scottish Episcopal Church General Synod voted overwhelmingly to allow its churches to host the ceremonies. The vote resulted in canon law being changed to remove a doctrinal clause stating that marriage was between a man and a woman. As I've said a million times, if you have canon law, if you've got a book of order or a book of discipline, if you hold to anything other than this word, it can be amended. The word of God cannot. It is written, it is fixed, and it will never change. It is against God's standards to do this, and the Church of England has written off completely the word of God in the process. Two of the church's main branches have elected to support same-sex marriage in the recent past, the Scottish and the Canadian Episcopal churches, which we both reported on in previous updates. From Behold Israel, archaeologists may have found the lost city of Julius, home of Andrew, Peter, and Philip. Great stuff from Israel this week. The discovery was made at Beit Habek in the Bethsaida Valley Nature Reserve on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. Dr. Mordecai Aviam announced the discovery, describing the dig and stating our main surprise was that at the bottom of the excavation in a small area, a wall of a building was discovered, and next to it was a mosaic floor and artifacts that characterize a bathhouse, leading the team to believe that beneath the surface are the remains of the lost city of Julius. Archaeologists also found a silver coin from the period of Emperor Nero during the excavation, the mosaic found also could be evidence of a church having been built at the home of the apostles, Andrew, Philip, and Peter. Aviam stating, the discovery of dozens of golden glass mosaics attests to the fact that the church was an important and magnificent place. Wonderful stuff coming out of Israel. There is, um, just so you know, I, I like to bring this up to people. There is a video, if you send me an email, I can uh, uh, send you the link to it, where they have a uh, synagogue that they found in Israel. This is quite some time ago, and it's never broadcast. Some things they they tell people this is a good site to go visit. Well, this is some place that nobody goes and visits, and it's actually got mosaics with the name of Christ on it, saying that he is the the, the martyr, the, the faithful witness and all this. They were worshiping Jesus in Israel um, Early, this is like the 100s or 200s, very early in Israel time, 
they found this. And so if you want to see that video, send me an email and I can send you the link. And uh, this is the kind of stuff that the Bible is being proven true and not just the Old Testament scriptures, but the fact that Christ is the Messiah. And I hope they dig down there and they find exactly that because this has been released to the world and people are going to want to know what is going on there. I hope they find exactly the same thing dedicated to the Lord, you know, who came and walked among us. Great stuff. The stones will cry out. Yes, indeed, they will. From Christian Post, Wisconsin can't force Christian photographer to work gay weddings, court announces. Good job. I'm so glad because we have so many liberal judges that keep shoving this back in our face, and now somebody says we're not going to tolerate that. From Newsmax, uh, you probably heard this. If you didn't, if you were one of the only two people on the planet, it's worth uh, repeating then. Everybody needs to hear this, is that Hillary Clinton's longtime pastor reveals that she wants to preach. And so, uh, yeah, get your reserve. Yeah. Oh, she's one of the two people that didn't hear this. Yes. Um, yeah. She wants to be a preacher now. And uh, so get your seats reserved now because I'm sure that church is going to be quite full. Her pastor also had a uh, something that he said when she lost the election. He said that he compared them losing the election to Good Friday when Christ was crucified. And oh. so that shows you the caliber of this person that's, uh, you know, endorsing Hillary Clinton. Very sad stuff here. It's, it's very sad stuff here. Notice so. no re- resurrection. The what? No resurrection, though. Yeah, that's right. No resurrection. That's absolutely right. All right. From Islam today, from uh, Der Spiegel, Islamist morality guards terrorize Berliners. Okay, there you go. Kind of confirms what we said about churches. They're also just terrorizing people in general. From Mail Online, Belgian, here's a little good news. Belgian ban on wearing full face veils in public is legal. European court upholds ruling that outlawing burqas is a necessary restriction in a democratic society. All that's going to do is get them more upset. If you uh, read the book of Revelation, there's uh, uh, people that will be martyred um, you know, for Christ, and it's by beheading. Guess who does that? So they're already in the society. They're not going to get them out, and uh, this is going to cause trouble as the uh, world devolves during the uh, tribulation period. But Anyway, from Zero Hedge, Sweden wins award for best country to be a migrant. Good job, Sweden. Next article, Breitbart. Sweden, police say situation completely unacceptable after 550% rise in grenade attacks. So, yeah, that's why it's, it's a great place to be a migrant is because you get to throw grenades around and nobody does anything about it. You know, and... Hey, go blow your neighbor up. Data shows that in uh, 2014, the Swedish force investigated eight grenade incidents, none of which involved a detonation. But last year, the figure inflated by a massive 550% as officers saw a total of 52 grenade-related incidents, 27 of which involved detonations. At first, the attacks were mostly directed at cars and homes linked to criminals and their relatives. But from two years ago, perpetrators began to target the nation's society and state. You let a snake into your house, it's going to bite you. What do they expect? An expert at Sweden's National Police Department told SVT. One very worrying trend we've noticed is that from 2015, we started to see people throwing grenades at municipal buildings, police stations, and police officers. According to head of the police in Homestead, the explosives, which are typically thrown by hand, are not a problem that is restricted to the big cities, as the widespread availability of grenades in Sweden means even rural areas are affected. Unreal. So that's the best country to move to for a migrant, and now you know why. 
from Breitbart. French Archbishop on the Great Replacement. That's a term that was coined some years ago. The Muslims are moving in. They are replacing the society. French Archbishop on the Great Replacement. Muslims calmly tell you France will be theirs one day. Uh, Good job, right. Um, The Archbishop of Strasbourg went against the grain of church leaders in France who have largely remained politically correct on the issue of demographic changes occurring in the country. He said that the rising birth rate of Muslims in France was leading to what prolific French writer Renaud Camus has termed the Great Replacement. Muslim believers know very well that their birth rate is such today that they call it the Great Replacement. They tell you in a very calm, positive way that one day all of this will be ours. In recent years, the term has become more commonplace in French political dialogue. Mayor of Beziers, Robert Menard, listen to this, used the term earlier this year when referring to the high number of Muslim students in the city schools. A court fined him 2,000 euros for his comments, finding him guilty of hate speech, simply because he said that our schools are being taken over by Muslims, and that is now hate speech in France. From the Evening Standard, Deliveroo riders, you know, uh, we had that movie with Kevin Bacon years ago, the, the riders on their bikes in New York that deliver stuff. Well, in England, they call them Deliveroo. They're riders on bikes that get stuff very quickly. Deliveroo riders refuse work in parts of London after acid attacks and thefts. The company revealed that in three weeks, 71 riders have unassigned from London and seven have been offered alternative work locations after expressing concerns for their safety. Anytime you let these people into your country, you will have trouble, and they keep doing it, and they keep doing it. Thank goodness we have a president that has put an end to that for us now. Breitbart, Fakistinians release Hebrew language music video urging Muslims to tear apart and stab Jews. Just came out this past week. Nobody says anything about this on the news unless you're reading somebody like Breitbart or Drudge. You're not going to hear this, but this is this is every week we have something like this coming out of these people, and then they deny that they you know, are inciting terrorism. It is not uncommon for Hamas television to praise violence against Jews, endorse suicide bombings, and indoctrinate children to become martyrs. However, this music video is unusual because it is sung in Hebrew instead of Arabic. The video includes footage of terrorists carrying out stabbings and ramming their car into Israelis. From Breitbart, Hamas summer camp. This is what we do in summer camp. Right? What do you do when you go to summer camp? Go swimming and tell camp tales and uh, you know roast marshmallows? Not in Hamas. Hamas summer camp teaches children to storm the Temple Mount and murder the Zionist pigs. Children dressed as Islamic militants at summer camp run by the Gaza-based Hamas terror group reenacted the recent turmoil over the Temple Mount in Jerusalem by storming and liberating the holy site and by stabbing Israeli police officers. The footage, which was first published on the YouTube channel of the Hamas-affiliated news site Al-Rasala and translated by memory, was taken at the camp's graduation ceremony. So they're openly putting this stuff right on the Internet. Then, thank goodness for memory, that's the uh, Middle East monitor or something. Anyway, they, they check these things out and they, they call them out on it. But YouTube doesn't care. You say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. They will ban your video. And you think I'm kidding? Wait till we get to our last article today. Mongolia. Uh, No article from Mongolia today, just an update. Scott completed his missions trip and journey to Mongolia, and he's back safely. This is the boy that we helped send, all of the people helped send to Mongolia. He arrived in Florida on Sunday. 
He will remain with Teen Missions through the week and will return to us Friday. That happened a day ago. He's back home. While he was there, he stayed completely healthy and has memorized 19 Bible verses. And from the letter we got, God totally rocked him. We are so thankful for all your support. Also, the other teen from our youth group that Scott helped support through his money, remember he was sent more and so he sent it on to somebody else, had a successful trip to South Korea through missions, team missions as well, and has already returned back home to us. He stated he also had an incredible experience. He mostly got to work with South Koreans, teaching them English and showing them God's love. And this is just, I had to cut it down because it was pretty long, but this is the sum of about 20 times he said this. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everyone's support. It's not only changed our lives, but our own congregation as well. So apparently they've gotten a deeper appreciation for missions. They've got a deeper appreciation, hopefully, for watching, you know, prophecy updates and things like that. I don't know. But uh, they are so excited and can't wait to see Scott this Sunday, which is today, right now. They're reuniting with their uh, their uh, traveling missionary. Thank the Lord for you. And he's saying you, meaning you, not me, and uh, everyone online that was a part of getting him there. Okay, wonderful stuff. Daniel 12 Technology Today, USA Today. This came out this week. It's been in many news sites, but if you don't watch technology, it's worth listening to. New device can heal with a single touch and even repair brain injuries. A device has been developed at the Ohio State University, which turns cells into other types of cells required for treating diseased conditions. Now, I want you to think of Star Trek because Dr. McCoy was doing this 35, 40 years ago, and now they actually have developed this. During testing, one touch completely repaired injured legs of mice over three weeks. The technology known as tissue nanotransfection, or TNT, sounds explosive to me, has the potential to save the lives of car crash victims and even deployed soldiers injured on site. It's a dime-sized silicon chip that injects genetic code into skin cells, turning those cells into other types of cells required for treating diseased conditions. And it is not only working on skin cells, it can restore any type of tissue. For example, I could get a new brain out of this one. Hey, that's great. For example, the uh, technology restored brain function, there you go, in a mouse who suffered a stroke by growing brain cells on its skin. This is a breakthrough technology because it's the first time cells have been reprogrammed in a live body. Current cell therapy methods are high risk, like those that introduce a virus and include multiple steps. A new study published in Nature Nanotechnology points out there are no known side effects to TNT, unless you're using the other type of TNT, and treatment is less than a second. The technology does not require a laboratory or a hospital and can actually be executed in the field. It's less than 100 grams to carry and will have a long shelf life. Amazing. Wow. Dr. McCoy, way ahead of the, the curve on that one. Now From, what we need is a mouse on a chip. A mouse on a chip. That's what we need. Independent criminals at cooperative cash points to be sprayed with invisible traceable gel. This is in the UK. Very good idea. Criminals who attempt to break into cooperative cash machines, which are ATMs, will be sprayed with invisible gel said to be detectable on the skin and clothes for as long as 
five years. Forensic technology company Smartwater teamed up with Co-op Group in making the gel traceable enough to link criminals back to the scene of the crime. Only a tiny amount of gel. Now listen to this. The size of a speck of dust is enough for criminal forensic investigators to find and identify a person. Approximately 2,500 co-op cash machines will have the technology installed across the United Kingdom following a 90% reduction in crime at ATMs during a pilot scheme rolled out over 30 locations last year. 30 locations had it, 90% reduction because they're told this is going to get you, don't even bother. Wonderful stuff there. Revelation plagues today from the star Only one article. This is something that we're going to see more and more in the world today. They threw in a couple climate changes into this, and I took all of them out of the article. Just so you know, if you want to read climate change in this article, go read it yourself. But that has nothing to do with what's going on. But Cambodia could face really, really difficult times ahead. It's uh, Cambodia facing economic peril. Experts from a range of natural and social sciences studying the Mekong River, the Tonle Sap, which is a giant, you have a river that goes out into a basin, and it, it, it like the Nile, think of the Nile, and every year the floodwaters come up, and when they recede, you have this great uh, nutrient base for crops and stuff. That's what happens there with the Tonle Sap, all right? Uh, and the surrounding floodplain pointed to the already visible effects of overfishing and dam construction on the indispensable ecosystem as a cause for tremendous concern. Now, you've got the Mekong River. That's the main artery that goes all the way through all of those countries in Southeast Asia. You've got this giant lake called the Tanle Sap, and then you have its overflow areas where they do their farming. And uh, one of the greatest memories of my entire life was when I went to Laos. I always wanted to see the Mekong River, and I got to go and, and see it. And I spent some time in uh, Vientiane, and uh, um, what's the name of the place? It's called the City of the Kings. Anyway, I'm not remembering it now, but anyway, up in the north. And uh, uh, that was with my friend when I had my business down here. We went to buy stuff, and really beautiful part of the world. I'm telling you, you, you get Laos and Cambodia and all these places on the Mekong. It's beautiful, but we'll get back to this. It says, um, acknowledging that changes have already been seen in annual rainfall and to the flood pulse. The cyclical flooding of the Tonle Sap and the Mekong River that is crucial for fish production and floodplain agriculture. We're going from a wild Mekong to a closed river system that's boring and dead. This will almost certainly have an effect on the productivity of the Tonle Sap wetlands, which are dependent on the natural variation of the flood pulse. The lake's fishery accounts for 75% of the country's protein production. On top of the ecological threats are overfishing. It's already straining the country's freshwater fisheries. Now think of that. 75% of the country's protein comes from this. And if it continues, which it's going to, we're heading into the tribulation period. That's a lot of people dying simply because of, uh, of famine. It says the doubling of the population on the lower Mekong Basin over the last 30 years has been a major drive of change. Fish catch data collected over a 15-year period show that while production has remained steady in terms of total catch, the composition of that catch has changed dramatically. More and more fishermen nets are filled with a selection of small species of fish, while larger fish are becoming rarer. The more you harvest a small fish, the less you're going to have, you know, uh, those that are able to breed, and pretty soon you won't have anything at all. The main reason, which I didn't include in here because it was a long article, is that they are damming up water, just like we did with, you know, all of our major rivers, and the area is dying because of the damming that took place. For morality today, 
from The Guardian, you must include gay venue on site of Joiner's Arms, planners tell developers. Now, Joiner's Arms is a place in England that wants to build a new um, uh, development, housing and uh, high rises and all that. And the mayor and all of the people in the city council are saying you must must include a gay venue on this site. If you're, we're going to allow you to develop this. You talk about people that are dumb. Uh-huh. You know, you got somebody that wants to put hundreds of millions of dollars into an area and make it nice, and they say you have to. They dictate to you what you have to do. Gay bars in London are closing down at such an alarming rate that the redevelopment of the Joiner's Arms and East London Pub will only get the go ahead if it includes an LGBT club venue. And the mayor's office will send an inspector to make sure that it is gay enough. Imagine that. Yes. Yep. Tower Hamlets Council told the developers of the Joiner site that their plans for offices and nine luxury flats will get planning permission only if it includes a pub that will remain a lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender-focused venue for a minimum of 12 years. It is believed to be the first time that the sexual orientation of a venue's customers has been included as a condition of planning approval. But now that will not be the last. I guarantee you they're going to say that. Oh, we're going to do this everywhere now. Um, It says uh, City Hall's culture at-risk officer. They've got an at-risk officer. And guess what? He found that the LGBT bars are at-risk. Imagine the priorities of these people will be involved in assessing licensee applications to ensure that the operator of the new bar will be sufficiently LGBT and not seeking to open a gay bar in name only. Unreal. Wow, England is just going right down the tubes. From Milo, is that how you say that guy's name, that conservative guy, Milo or Milo? Milo, okay, all right, I can't pronounce that last one. Anyway, from Milo, UK's youngest transgender to undergo gender reassignment surgery for the third time. This guy wanted to change when he was a kid, he wanted to change back, and now he's wanting to change again. Rhea Cooper was born a boy. Transitioned to a woman at 15, then transitioned back to being a boy at 18. Rhea, who was born as Brad, has had thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of hormones paid for by the government. Rhea also got a, a uh, increase here by the age of 18. From age 15 to 18, Rhea took hormones to become a girl on the government's dime. But at 18, after prolific drug use, alcohol, and numerous suicide attempts, Rhea decided it would be better to be Brad again. So Brad transitioned back to being a man. Another reason Rhea decided to do this was because she was exposed in a documentary for being a literal prostitute. That's right. Rhea decided since men only wanted her for sex that she'd been charging them for it. However, according to Rhea, Brad, uh, Rhea slash Brad, they still didn't feel that they could live as a gay man and they're deciding to transition again. These are the exact type of people that we should put in our military, he adds. Thank goodness for Donald Trump. Thank goodness. He was saying that in jest, folks. He wasn't saying that seriously. From the Christian Institute, Scots, Scotland, could get third gender option at their next census. So when they're taking the census around, Scotland are going to say, what are you? And they'll say, I'm a 
you know, whatever. The Scottish government published its Equality Evidence Strategy, which says that ministers are considering a non-binary option for the next census north of the border. At present, people can identify only as male or female, but LGBT campaigners have been pushing for another option. The next census will take place in 2021. How insane. Insane. This entire world, every week we we go through this, and I, I think... Next week, I won't have anything to report. And every single week now, for 196 or 197 updates, we've had something worse to report. Yeah, more perverse. Other category? Here it is. YouTube, official blog. I reported on this about a month ago. Okay? And they have now published this in their official blog. If you go read it, you can uh, read this for yourself and all of the details. I just took out the part that is pertinent for us. A little over a month ago, we told you about the four new steps we're taking to combat terrorist content on YouTube. That's their shoo-in, terrorist content. Better detection and faster removal driven by machine learning. More experts to alert us to the content that needs review. Tougher standards for videos that are controversial, but... Do not violate our policies. There you go. There's the key. And more work in the counterterrorism space. We want to give you an update. Now, terrorism is against their policies. But they added that other one in there, things that don't violate our policies, but... All right, more experts they're going to add in. Over the past weeks, we have begun working with more than 15 additional expert NGOs or non-governmental organizations and institutions through our trusted flagger program, including the ADL, No Hate Speech Movement, and Institute for Strategic Dialogue. Guess what? They only named three of them, but they're 15. I wonder why they did that. There's obviously somebody that's going to be monitoring the Anti-Christian Coalition or something, I'm sure. We will also regularly consult these experts as we update our policies to reflect new trends. And we'll continue to add more organizations to our network of advisors over time. Next, tougher standards. We will soon be applying tougher treatment to videos that aren't illegal, but have been flagged as potential violations of our policies on hate speech and violent extremism. If we find that these videos don't violate our policies, but contain controversial religious or supremacist content, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one will ever go to heaven but through Jesus. That is supremacist in their eyes. They're including this specifically to shut us down. And I'm talking about all Christian churches that hold to the gospel of Christ. The videos will remain on YouTube behind an interstitial or interstitial, won't be recommended, won't be monetized, and won't have key features including comments, suggested videos, and the likes. It'll just be a video that is hidden. Nobody can comment on it, so you can't move up in ratings because there's nothing going on with your video. It will be published and it will be forgotten. Okay, we'll begin to roll this new treatment out to videos on desktop versions of YouTube in the coming weeks, and we'll bring it to mobile experiences soon thereafter. These new approaches entail significant new internal tools and processes, and will take time to fully implement. Over the weekend, we hosted our last Creators for Change workshop in Bandung, Indonesia. All right, I've been to Bandung. I used to be a part of an operation in, uh, it was assigned to the U.S. Embassy in Malaysia, uh, where we would sell our technology to other countries. And if you had, for example, uh, F-16s are far superior to any other fighter jets in the world at the time, but they were far more expensive. And so what we would do is we would say, if you buy our F-16s, we will give you the right to make 
parts of that in your country, and then we will use them in our airplanes. So they get the technology, they get the, uh, the rebate on making these things, and we get to sell our equipment. And so they made the ailerons for the F-16 aircraft right there in Bandung, Indonesia. And we had these uh, area of operations all over the place. We got light bulbs from Hong Kong, and we got, you know, if you want to test, we have bullets. I think it was Hong Kong as well. You want to test 15 million bullets, right? You've got drums full of bullets. How do you test a drum full of bullets? Right? You shoot the bullet, it's no good. So what you do is you go to that drum and you put your arm all the way down into it and you grab one right out of the middle, you put it in the gun and you shoot it, and if it shoots, you pass the barrel. And that's how you test things because you can't test everything. Uh, we'd get uh, beef cow from Australia and we just get stuff all over the place. And uh, uh, it was a great operation that we did. But uh, anyway, I can tell you that they are Muslim there in Bandung. That's the whole point of what I'm saying is to bring you back to that. Here's what it says. Work in Bandung, Indonesia, where creators teamed up with Indonesia's Ma'arif Institute to teach young people about the importance of, guess what, diversity, pluralism, and tolerance. One place they will have no tolerance in this world is Islam. It's not going to happen. All right. And then secondly, tolerance is the death knell of any society. When you say that Every, everything must be tolerated except intolerance, you lose, you have become the intolerant overlord, right? And when somebody says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father but by him, you are intolerant, and so now they are going to be intolerant of your intolerance. It's a self-defeating system, but it is geared against the Christian faith, 100%. Life has gone on for centuries. Without the internet, we never had the internet until recently. That's right. Very, very sad stuff. From ChrisCollinsHouse.gov, this is a person that is in the House of Representatives of the United States of America. On his website, he has introduced a bill. If this is important to you, I think that you should call your representative and support it. Okay? Collins introduces Second Amendment Guarantee Act. Chris Collins, New York 27, has proposed new measures for protecting Second Amendment rights by introducing legislation to limit states' authority when it comes to regulating rifles and shotguns, commonly used by sportsmen and sportswomen. SAGA, which is the name of this act, would prevent states from implementing any regulations on these weapons that are more restrictive than what is required by federal law. Upon passage of this bill, most of the language included in New York State's SAFE Act of 2013, signed into law by Governor Cuomo, would be void. Under this legislation, any current or future laws enacted by a state or political subdivision that exceeds federal law for rifles and shotguns would be void. Should a state violate this law and a plaintiff goes to court, the court will award the prevailing plaintiff a reasonable attorney's fee in addition to any other damages. I am fully behind that. Everybody should call your congressman or send him an email and say we need to have this passed so that nothing will be more strict than the federal government. And if the federal government someday wants to restrict those things, then that can go to the Supreme Court. And it'll be less court battles. It'll be more money that can be saved for the NRA to do their job instead of worrying about individual states. Great stuff. Um, Chris Collins, if you were down here, I'd be voting for you because I am not happy with the guy that we, we support at all or we have in our... Anyway, from Fox News... I'm just going to read you titles. You're all aware of what's going on in North Korea, but I want to give you some background in case you didn't read these particular three or four articles. U.S. spy satellites detect North Korea moving anti-ship cruise missiles to a patrol boat. 
Okay, they also were doing submarine work yesterday. I saw that where they're loading things onto submarines. These guys are pushing people's buttons. All right, from Zero Hedge, North Korea may be in a position of a miniature nuclear warhead. Japan warns. It's a very long article. Japan did its due diligence. They may have a miniature warhead. And another article came out and said that our previous president was fully aware of that. So be advised. From Fox News, North Korea could soon develop a hydrogen bomb more powerful than the atomic bombs dropped on Japan. They're getting closer. They're getting closer. I saw an article which I could not read this morning, but they have been funding um, purchases through a Malaysian bank. I didn't have time to read the whole thing. I just got the gist of the first paragraph. They have been buying from like South Africa and all these places where they can get these nuclear materials. They've been doing it through a Malaysian bank. You wonder why his brother was down there and all that was going on. Anyway, that is uh, something that they are doing. And they probably have the ability now to develop a hydrogen bomb, magnitude above an atomic bomb. And from CNBC, North Korea's number two official on 10-day visit to Iran that may signal wider military ties. They're dealing with Iran. They have been dealing with Iran. I am not happy with our President Bush, the second Bush at all, And uh, but he was right when he said the axis of evil, and he identified North Korea and Iran in that. They have been working together. Everything that North Korea does, they will send that technology to Iran. Everything that Iran does, they have been sending that technology to North Korea. And you wonder why we don't want them building missiles in Iran. And how do they get around it? They send a satellite up into space. They get the same technology, and they say it's not missile technology. It's missile technology. But this is going back and forth between Iran and Korea, and you can see how Israel Israel is the key to all of this because Iran wants Israel out. Iran is the great funder of terrorism along with South Korea or North Korea. All of this is pointing to Israel. In the end, it all comes back to that little sliver of land in the middle of the nations. All right, we'll go on from uh, that's the last article, but I do have a less Rick for you this week. And it has nothing to do with any article that I've given you. Instead, it's uh, something for less personally for his wife. She's my wife for a decade times two. It's their anniversary. Without her, wouldn't know what to do. In a world that's insane, she brings peace to my bane and will share when I haven't a clue. So happy anniversary to you guys. Really wonderful stuff there, Les. Irony of the week, but before I give that to you, I want to remind you that at the end of the video, each week I put the um, link to the video for Sergio and Rhoda in Israel. We all watched it in the church together today. It was a marvelous video. They went down to Bethlehem. It shows you a side of the Palestinian or the Palestinian authorities that you probably don't realize is there. And they're very candid about what they uh, see. They talk about it in detail, and it is very, very well done as well. I mean, you'll, you'll be enlightened by it. You'll be happy to watch it. So please click on that link at the end of the video. And uh, our irony of the week, Washington Free Bacon, two fatally shot during Baltimore's Nobody Kill Anybody for 72 Hours ceasefire. So there you go. That's the results of that. And from Mail Online, Iowa man attempts to deposit fake million-dollar bill and promptly gets busted for meth. So there you go. I mean, people are crazy in the world today. And such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, and Winter Springs, Florida today, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week.